Hallelujah. Did anybody come to the house of the Lord to bless the Lord? As David said, oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. Let's give him a shout of victory. Hallelujah. Come on, I don't know about you, but on a Wednesday night, I've come to give him great praise for the great things he's done, for the marvelous things he has done. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, is there anybody on the, in the house of the Lord on a Wednesday night that's got a testimony that God's been good to you? Has God been good to anybody? Has he ever healed your body? Has he ever touched your mind? Has he ever blessed you and got you up out of mess? You ought to give him a great big praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. It feels good in the house of the Lord. I love the liberty. Amen. As was quoted, amen, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I feel the liberty of the Holy Ghost that is in the house of the Lord here tonight. And we are believing that God is going to continue to do great things as he has been doing. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of Matthew, chapter 6. And we're going to begin reading in verse number 1. Matthew chapter 6, and I was informed when we were shaking hands that Jeff is, in fact, Brother Ryan's father, and so it's good to have him, amen, in the house of the Lord. Yeah, it's a precious family, in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 6, and verse number 1, the Bible says, Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. They got what they wanted. They got the recognition they wanted. They got their reward. But when thou doest thine alms, here's the biblical ideal. Let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and that thy father which seeth in secret, everybody say himself, himself shall reward thee openly. I don't know about you, but I want, a reward from him amen there's no there's no biblical prohibition on receiving a reward in fact nowhere in the scriptures it's saying that a reward is wrong it just comes down to this what reward do you want what reward would you like to have I don't know about you but I've made up my mind I want a reward from my father which is in heaven and I want to, we're going to continue on. We've been teaching Matthew chapter 5. We made it Matthew chapter 6. I preached and got us introduced into this chapter. But I want to I start teaching us, men, on these midweek Bible studies on this concept. Holy habits. And tonight we're going to talk about one of those holy habits. Everybody say generosity. Generosity. So we're going to talk about holy habits. 
Tonight we're going to talk about generosity. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray all across this building that the Lord would see all that we are doing in this house and that God would bless and that God would touch. God, we are asking, Lord, we want to take your Sermon on the Mount and we don't want to just read it. We don't want to just be able to quote it. But God, it is our endeavor that we would apply it, that it would become part of who we are as individuals, as families, God, and as a church. And I pray, Lord, help me to teach your word and preach your word the way that I have received it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Holy Habits, Part 1, Generosity. Man, Matthew chapter 6, we started to shift from the matters of the heart. We started to shift off of the, the concept of the heart. And now we are going to be moving into things that the religious do. But in this myth, in the midst of doing or looking at what the religious do, Jesus is going to bring a proper perspective to it. In all that is spiritual... There are two parts. There are spiritual mechanics and there are spiritual dynamics. When we talk about spiritual mechanics, that is the what. What are we talking about? For example, tonight, the what is generosity. When we talk about spiritual dynamics, though, we're talking about the how. And when Jesus showed up, he introduced the what's. They were very familiar. He was not talking to people that were not religious. These were all religious people. They had a religious background. It may not be like our world today where we are living in a postmodern, post-Christian society where uh, people such as myself never really went to church before I came to God and uh, didn't really know anything about God. That's not how it was in Jesus' day. So when he started talking to them, he brought up a subject that they were very well aware of. The spiritual mechanics, what he talked about, the generosity, and then he began to define out exactly how that generosity should be. He had recognized that in the middle of the religious system that they had gotten the what down, but they started to lose the how. Some of them actually went the opposite direction. Let me just say this for a moment. Uh, we must know the mechanics of being spiritual. We must know what it takes to actually be spiritual. What activities it must take. We must get the mechanics down first so that we can then hone in on the dynamics. What am I saying? We must first have a system or a habit in order that we can improve upon that system or upon that habit. Amen. There's people that, well, I don't want to be religious. Amen. Religious is not a bad word. Religious is not a bad word. In fact, the Bible says pure religion and undefiled before God is this. And he begins to break down that there is a spiritual dynamic to truly being religious. Where we've got a challenge is when people are only religious. They don't have any relationship. They don't have any walk with God. They've got the what down, but they forgot the why, the audience of one. And they forgot the how to do it the way the Word of God declares to do it. Amen. So we've got to make sure as the people of God 
that we take what God has shown through his word, the what, the spiritual mechanic. When God talks about generosity, it's something not just to be learned. It's something to be implemented. When Jesus talks about prayer, it's not something we can just say, well, I, I love to talk about prayer and then never actually pray. We've got to have the mechanics down that says I'm going to I'm going to pray because that's what I'm supposed to do. And, and, and when he talked about fasting, it's not just something I talk about. It's something I've got to do. And when he talks about forgiving people that have wronged you, it's not just something that sounds good. Amen. When you post it on social media, but you got to be willing to actually put it into action. You got to have the mechanics down. And then that's when we start. When we've got the mechanics down, we can hone in on how to do what God has called us to do. So tonight we're talking about generosity, but let's talk for a moment about the mechanics of generosity. Generosity as defined by Brother Webster, a generous person, is one that is showing a readiness to give more of something than is strictly necessary or expected. Generosity is sometimes used to denote charity, and charity is simply to find out in our modern society as the virtue of giving without expecting anything in return. But I want to help us here tonight and put everybody at ease. I am the pastor that talks about finances once a year. Amen. Unless I feel God directing me to talk about it. So I'm going to put you at ease. Amen. I'm, I want you to know generosity is so much more than just a financial transaction. Do you know that there's three different areas in which we can be generous? Everybody say time. You can be generous in your time. Everybody say talents. You can be generous in your talents. Everybody say treasures. You can be generous in your treasures. Amen. I want to tell us here today that we are called to be generous people. We are called to be generous in our time. We are called to be generous in our talents. We are called to be generous in our treasures. Woe to the individual that thinks generosity is nothing more than finances. I want to tell you, generosity goes much deeper than that. Generosity hasn't really been viewed as a trait of the ordinary or of all people because if we were to be honest, not everybody's generous. In contrast, generosity has been expected to be practiced by those of higher quality or of greater goodness. Generosity is more of an ideal toward which we may best aspire and achieve more than it is an obligation for all of us to practice. It is something for you and I to strive for more than it is something everybody just does. I want to tell you, just like common sense, it's not common anymore. Generosity is no longer common in a world that cries, give me, give me, give me. The Bible says in the last days they shall be lovers of them own selves, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. We are living in a generation that loves me, me, me. You got iMessage. You got iPhones. You got Facebook. Not your face, my face. We used to have MySpace. Amen. We used to have all those other things. Amen. You got the gram, which is all for people to post selfies. It's all about them. But I want to tell you that God is, if, if there's never been a time for this to be ministered and taught in the kingdom of God, it needs to be taught in a generation that is becoming self-centered and self-absorbed. A world that looks out for number one needs a church that is looking to help someone. 
A world that's only consumed with me and I and self needs a selfless, cross-driven Christianity that is denied oneself, taken up the cross, and followed Jesus. Generosity may be considered a call to a higher standard. I want to help you here today. If you want to be great, be generous. Be generous in your time. Be generous in your talents. Be generous in your treasures. Amen. I want to help us here today. Generosity is not something that's inherent. Generosity is a learned character trait that involves both attitude and action. Generosity is a virtue of both inclination. That means to to, to want, to desire to do something. Amen. The inclination to give liberally. And it is also the virtue of actualizing and putting into practice the giving of giving liberally. In other words, it is not a virtue that only thinks about it. Amen. There's people that they think about doing good. They think about being virtuous. They think about being generous. But when the time actually comes to put some feet to their faith, uh, all of a sudden everything changes. Uh, But this thing called generosity is not something that we do just in our mind or we just think about in our heart, but it must be put into action. Amen. This world has heard enough politicians that have told them what they want to hear. This world is full of people that have itching ears looking for somebody that'll tell them what they want to hear. And in a world where they've been told, we're going to do this for you, and we're going to do that for you, and we're going to help you here, and we're going to help you there, they don't need another person that wants to do it. They need a church that is willing to actually go out and do it. I'm not talking about something that's easy, nor am I talking about something that I have got on lockdown. It's something we must strive. This is why Jesus is talking about it. It's so important. We want, to be, we want to be generous. I think everybody in their nature, they really do. They feel like there's part of them. They want to be generous. But as Paul said, the will to do is hard to find. That actualizing, that putting into practice, that's where the mechanics come in. That's where just going out and doing it, amen, is the first step. You got to first go out and just be generous. And then we can start reining in how you are generous. And we can rein in, amen, doing it the right way. But first, you got to start with the mechanics of doing it. Generosity is not a random idea, nor is it a haphazard behavior. Being generous in its mature form is a personal and moral way of living life. Generosity also involves giving those things that are good for others and not simply an abundance of giving. Let me say that again for the sake of somebody in the back. Amen. Generosity is giving the things that are good for others and not just an abundance of giving. Let me give you an example here today. My father was a very generous man. He was actually, uh, what I'd say, probably too generous. Uh, he, he was always the guy, and I think it's a great trait in its proper context. There was always room at our table. Even if we were down to the last of our food stamps, we could always share them with other people. I think that's a good trait. My dad was always generous with his time. He was always willing to go to somebody's aid no matter what time of day it is. I, 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 I'm trying to emulate that as best as I can because I think that's good. 
He was always willing to give of his talents. My father was a wonderful construction worker, phenomenal. He could build a house from the ground up. I can't swing a hammer right. I don't know where that, it just skips generations. So hopefully my kids can do it. But, but he, he would go, and if you needed an addition to your home built, he'd build it and wouldn't charge you a dime. Here's the challenge, though, is that my father would often be generous to a fault. He was in the pursuit of being generous to the stranger and to the other. He was not generous to his own family because he was willing to give away the last bit of food that his own kids had and willing to give away the last dollar that the family needed for rent and the family needed for bills. And so in his attempt to be generous and to give to others, he failed to give his own family that which they needed. Let me give you another example. Just because it's generous to hand things out doesn't mean it's actually a good kind of generosity. You go and you find somebody that's, uh, that's 1,600 pounds and they are on all sorts of medication. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but they're on all sorts of medication and they, doctors told them if you eat one more cheeseburger, you're going to die. And you go by and you hand them a cheeseburger. and You think, well, I'm just being generous. No, you're not. You're killing them. If you find somebody uh, that, is, that is tipsy, that is, uh, that is just drunk out of their mind, and you think, I'm going to be generous and go buy them a beer, you're not giving them that which they need. If you find somebody that, that, that you know, it, it, again, we don't do this. These are all so extreme that we don't do them. But you find somebody that's addicted to drugs, you don't go out and buy them drugs. Because that would not be godly generosity we must not just give abundance and just give 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 but we must give that which is in fact needed and this is where we move from the mechanic into the dynamic this is where we move and we start really being prayerful and saying god uh, help me to give that which is really needed and help me to give that which is really necessary an old adage once said you can give a man a fish you feed him for a day but you can teach a man to fish and you can feed him for a lifetime there's so many in our world they want to give money to the problem there's government entities that want to give money to the problem uh, but what our world needs is they might need a little bit of your time uh, they might need a little training of your talents uh, they might need you to take them under their wing and they didn't have a dad around and you need to come around uh, and be that father figure in their life and it's going to cost you more than money ever will and it's going to cost you more uh, amen than your checkbook can cover uh, it's going to cost you time out of your day it's going to cost you amen some talents that you have uh, but when you give uh, amen out of a generous heart uh, you are not just giving out of abundance, uh, but you are giving what they need. I think we ought to lift up our hands and let's pray all across this house. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. God's calling us, amen, to have a, a dynamic uh, generosity, uh, a dynamic generosity uh, that says, God, lead me uh, to fulfill the needs uh, that really are there. Uh, and God, help me to fulfill the needs that I can fulfill with my time, with my talents, uh, with my treasures. Somebody pray in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's good generosity and there's bad generosity. Generosity, when we talk about it being good and being in the proper uh, context, godly generosity, if I could put it that way, is always intended to enhance 
the true well-being of those to whom it is giving. You know, there's some people that they, you know, everybody has needs. Let's be real. And I know that I'm teaching on this because some people have struggled. They've struggled with this. Well, well, I just want to help everybody in need. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's great. That's wonderful. That's a good heart. But sometimes we think, I know what they need. But God really knows what they need. You know, when we think about the prodigal son, when he left, he went out with everything. And he spent all he had on riotous living. And the Bible says he spent it all. Imagine with me for a moment if somebody would have just said, you know what? You don't need to go back to father's house. Let me put you up room and board. Let me take care of you. You don't have to change one thing about your life. We would all admit that's not the right kind of generosity. But instead, life and God made sure he was given exactly what he needed. And that was to spend a little time in the pig's pen. Now, I'm not telling people to be mean or rude. What I'm saying is there are times when we feel like, well, I'm going to step in. If we're not careful, we will step in and be somebody's God. And God is not, he's a jealous God. Amen. We cannot be everybody's God. We can be a Christian. We can be Christ-like. We can show his love. But sometimes in our attempt to show his love, we block them from God. And we say, you know what? I'm just going uh, to give them this. Uh, amen. You know, you just give them a little bit. Of, imagine with me for a moment if Peter would have said to the man that was laying at the gate, beautiful, here's a couple bucks. Here's a couple dollars. That man would have been back at the gate and he would have been he would have been paralyzed. But instead, Peter said, listen, I could give you what you want, but instead I'm going to give you what you need. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I do have, uh, I'm going to give it unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. Uh, I want to tell you, the church of the living God, generosity is never a handout. It's always a hand up. I think we ought to give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. You have nothing to be ashamed of if you are constantly looking. Amen. God, how can I give somebody a hand up? How can I help somebody up out of the pit? There's people that they'll look at what you do or do not do, and they'll say, well, you just don't love me. You're not a very good Christian. I love when people say that. It's people that have never gone to church and never read the Bible, and they want to tell everybody else what they think. No, what they want is for you to be a social program. And there might very well be a place where you give to them, and maybe you do it regardless of what they're going to do with it. That's great because that's a reflection on you. But when you really get down to praying, you say, God, I want to help people. I want to do what is best for others. I want to give what is the best for them. It might not be a dollar. It might not be a $20 bill. It might be a moment of your time. It might be a listening ear. And if we are sensitive to the Holy Ghost, God will help us to give generously what is really needed. So generosity is always intended to enhance the true well-being. And only God really knows what's going to truly enhance the well-being of the individual that we are being generous to. And so generosity is in everyone's best interest to learn and to practice. I, I, I put it this way. If you feel a nudge from God, and this is what happens when you're full of the Holy Ghost, you will. You'll feel a nudge from God. And that nudge from God is going to direct you to do something for somebody, give something to somebody. It is not obligatory. Generosity is never obligatory. It is of a willing heart. 
But there is that pull you feel in the Holy Ghost where God might tell you, I, I know you're busy. I know you got a lot going on. But could you take a moment out of your time and go talk to that individual? And in that one moment of time, it might change their life forever. Amen. So now we get to the why. Why are we to be generous? First and foremost, we are to be generous because God is generous. Notice how God doesn't always give us what we want. He always gives us what we need. And we must take that and understand, God, it might be somebody you're thinking about right now, somebody you're working with right now, and you've been praying for them. This is a great prayer to pray. God, what do they need? Because we can try to fix the world through the same means, but not every situation has the same problem. And not every situation needs the same thing. So we pray that prayer, God, what does this individual need? I pray it as a pastor. God, when I'm dealing with people, what does this individual actually need to be able to go forward? What does this person actually need to be able to lift it up from where they are? And, and that's a prayer that we have to be willing to pray. God is generous with us. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. I want you to notice the conditions on which he gave. While we were yet sinners, while we were ungodly, when we were without strength, he did not wait for us to have it all together. In fact, we had nothing together. And at that very moment, God said, I'm going to be generous to you, which lets us know something about godly generosity. Generosity is not dependent on the other individual. Generosity is not dependent on the other individual. It is on the, it is on the love of God. And that love of God said, while you're a sinner, I'm going to give myself for you. I'm going to come down and I'm going to die for you. <coughs> Romans 8 and 32 says, if he spared not his own son and delivered him up for us, for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God has never been cheap with you. Not with his time not with his gifts, talents, and abilities, and not with his blessings financially. You know, the easiest way to give is when it's somebody else's money. The easiest way to give, you know, when you're playing with house money, you know what I'm saying? You're just, you're, 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 you're giving, you're giving off somebody else's money. You're giving, it's easier, if you're somebody who works and operates a calendar like a secretary, it's so much easier to schedule somebody else, because you're scheduling their time. But you know what's beautiful about this? Everything belongs to God. Every dime that ever comes in your bank account, it's not yours. It's the Lord's. You ain't playing with your money. You're playing with God's money. Every time you and I have, we might only have 24 hours left. But I want to tell you, that's borrowed time. Hallelujah. The Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. If God gave you a gift, if God gave you a talent, if God gave you an ability, you might think, well, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. It's no more yours than money is. It's no more yours than time is. Uh, that time, that talent, and that treasure, it's all borrowed. Uh, so now uh, it comes to the place uh, where we've got to step into a spirit of generosity that says, God, I don't own it anyways. And, and if this time is borrowed, uh, I want to use the time the way that you've given it to me. Uh, you freely gave it to me. He told his apostles this way, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Why? Freely you have received, freely give. If God has ever done something in your life uh, and God starts calling to you to do it in somebody else's life, uh, uh, don't stomp your feet. Uh, don't shake your head. Uh, just say, Lord, I have freely received. I'm going to freely give. 
if they ever picked you up for church, uh, don't complain about how they smell. Uh, don't complain about the gas it's going to cost you. Uh, if somebody ever brought you to the house of the Lord, if somebody ever knocked your door, uh, don't complain about the fact that you might be embarrassed to knock a door. Uh, if they ever picked you up, uh, if they ever brought you to the house of the Lord, uh, freely you and I have received, uh, freely give. If God is so graciously generous to us, we must be willing to do it the same with others. First, Second Peter 1 and 3 says, According to his divine, divine power, he has given to, uh, unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You know, everything you need is in Jesus. Amen. That's not just something you can write on a Christmas card. Everything you need, you have in Jesus. It has already been prepared for you. God has never been cheap with us. God has never withheld from us. I want to tell you, if God ever calls you to something, uh, somebody put it best, God doesn't call the qualified. He, calls, he qualifies the call. Amen. You can get to a position where you don't have the talent. You don't have the ability. And God will endue you with that talent. And God will endue you with that ability. You can feel like you don't have the time. But God will somehow carve out with the time you're willing to give. And he'll multiply the time. You can feel like you don't have the money. But you put that little fish and loaf in Jesus' hand. And all of a sudden it will feed the 5,000. What, what am I saying? Uh, God's given you everything you need. Uh, all you got to do is be willing to communicate what you have i think we ought to lift up our hands and let's pray i'm almost done i think we ought to pray god god i pray I, i'm not teaching this because there's there's no generosity in fact i believe this is a generous people amen i'm putting this into the culture and into the dna uh, and god we're going to stoke this because lord uh, you've called us to be a generous people you've called us to be a generous people uh, i don't want to be tight-fisted with god and i don't want to be tight-fisted with my brother i don't want to be tight-fisted with my sister uh, god i pray you've already given me everything i need uh, help me to communicate it to somebody else amen being generous, God is generous, and God provided for you and I generously, but being generous is also a good witness of God. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 13 in the ESV, he says, The point is this, Whosoever sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and whosoever sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Again, notice this, not reluctantly, nor under compulsion, for God loveth a cheerful giver. We only seem to put that in the context of money. But I want to tell you that time, talents, and treasures fit into that whole category. If you are doing anything for somebody else, and it is not from your heart, and it is reluctant, you feel compelled, it's compulsion, you feel like you're being forced to do it, and you got a frown on your face, it would be better for you to not do it. Well, I just gave somebody an out. You'd be better off not doing it, because God loveth a cheerful giver. God loveth when people, when they're generous and it doesn't come from somebody forcing. I don't even want this sermon to make you feel like I'm forcing you to do or be something. You want to be how you've been? Go ahead and be how you've been. But I want to provoke somebody that if you can get a hold of this message here today, it's going to change your outlook on life. It's going to change how other people see you. It's going to change how come on somebody it's going to change a lot of things. The Bible says, and God is also 
It's able to make grace abound in you so that having all sufficiency, well, I don't have enough. God's able to make it where you have more than sufficient. In all things, at all times, that you may be abound in every good work. That's time, that's talent, and that's treasures. That's every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely. I want to tell you, you didn't pay for nothing. He gave it to you free. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Lest we think we had it on our own. I want to tell you, we were all poor. Whether you're talking about time, talent, or treasures, none of us was guaranteed a day. None of us was guaranteed a dollar. And none of us was guaranteed an ability. But God said, I'm going to put it in you freely. You were impoverished. You didn't have it, but I gave it to you. If you got 78 years, he gave you 78 years. Use them for somebody else. If God gave you $78 million, use it for somebody else. If God gave you every gift of talent and ability, don't bury it in the world. Use it for somebody else. Amen. The Bible says this, speaking of that God that gives freely. He who has supplies, he who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food will supply. Everybody say will supply. Will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Amen. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way. We all seen that? Are we getting there? I think it's right there. Okay, there we go. Making sure it's in, on there. You will be enriched. How? In every way. Why? To be generous in every way. Listen, if you got one third of it down, praise God. But if you're missing the other two-thirds, it's time to say, God, you've enriched me in every way so that I can be generous in every way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which the Bible says, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God for the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many things, in many thanksgivings to God. By the approval of this service, ready for this, they will glorify God, how and why, because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel, and this is where people stop. This is where my witness stops right here, that they're going to see my submission that comes from my confession of the gospel of Christ, and, everybody say and, and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. I want to tell you, church, we're not just a church in word. We can't just be a church in thought. We can't just be even a church in, in the want to, but we've got to be the church in the action. Amen. I want to tell you, I've said it before, the church is not a building. The church is a people. The church is not by these four walls. The church is the people that is represented within these four walls. But if we're only the church within these four walls, we cease to be the church because the church never had walls. The church was going out and about doing good like Jesus. Amen. And when they see your good works, they will glorify God. They're going to see your submission to the gospel. They're going to see your commitment to the gospel. They're going to see your transformation. They're going to see that you flick the cigarettes. They're going to see that you conformed to the image of, the, of Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you, they're also going to see when you have a spirit of generosity in not just some things, in all things. He enriched me in all things. I will be generous.
in all things. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands and let's magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, we're not talking about fluffy Christianity. This is the real deal. This is what it really takes to be a Christian. This is what it really looks like to be apostolic. This is what it really looks like to be Pentecostal. Amen. When you can be generous in all things. Talked about why. But now let's, let's get to the dynamics all the way. Everybody say how. How are we to be generous? Pastor, being generous is a good witness. But when we read the scripture at the beginning, I thought we were supposed to do it in secret. Many people have misunderstood Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. They read that we are not to be generous where others can see. That is not what the verse says. When the verse really means that we should not be generous so others can see. There's a big difference. This passage is teaching us that we shouldn't intentionally make our good deeds visible to others in order to win glory. It really is a matter of intention. We should be generous, but if we intentionally want others to see us in order to receive glory, then this will not please God. This is now the what, this is now the how, this is the dynamic. We got the what down, be generous how, in all things. But now we get down to the nitty gritty. We are not to do this so that we can be seen. We need to examine as, as, as a people from the pulpit to the pew, our attitude when we are generous. Somebody put it best. We do not pray, fast, or give to be seen. But it doesn't hurt to be seen doing those things. If your intent is I'm going to be generous, and the Bible talks about it, and blow the trumpet. We got a trumpet. We got a couple trumpet players in the house, of the Lord. Now, but we got a trumpet. Man, Brother Johnson comes up, gives his offering in the plate, and blows the trumpet so everybody notices him. Now we don't do that, nor did they do that back then. But what is Jesus? He's using extreme. It's look at me. And I talked about it a little bit last week. There is a difference between generosity and philanthropy. Philanthropy says we want the business to go forward. We do good things so that we are noticed. And not because it's right. Not because we actually care. And I want to help us here today. Our intent should always be fueled by love. We are called to be genuinely generous with love. Genuinely generous with love. If we miss that, we become nothing more than the Bible says hypocrites, uh, which simply means this. Uh, we are nothing but actors. I know everybody in the house, Lord, I know where I'm at. I'm in the northern part of Nevada. Hey Amen. How many hates politics? I know I do. I hate politics. But you know what I hate more than politics? People that know nothing about politics talking about politics. How about movie stars that know nothing about politics saying what they think about a subject? I hate actors that want to tell me about a subject they know nothing of. They've got people, even in 2020, 
that all they did was wear a white lab coat, but they didn't have a PhD. They weren't doctors. Now, there were times where they're actually doctors, but they did it for nothing more than the effect. Whether it was for or against this or that, whatever their agenda, they always had somebody back. But if you check their credentials, they were nothing more than a stand-in. They were nothing more than an actor. They didn't really have the goods. They didn't really hold it. And let me tell you, church, if, if we do it without love and we do it without sincerity and we do it without being genuine, we're nothing more than that. We say we're a Christian and we can present to the world, but at the end of the day, we lack the degree uh, because in an inward part, we don't really love uh, and we're not really being generous uh, and we're not really being genuine uh, and we're just doing it so others think we're good. I think we ought to give Jesus some praise. God help us. God help us. Hallelujah. You know what? I'm off on a tangent, and I don't really do this, but you know what grinds my gears? I know some pastors, that's all they ever preach. They don't preach the Bible. They preach what grinds their gears. They preach what they don't like. But let me say something I don't like. I talk about a lot of things I do like. When somebody decides they're going to start a TikTok or an Instagram, and they're going to hand out things to homeless people, and they, hey, he's really dirty. Hey, look at me. Uh, yeah. And, and watch me give him 100 bucks. All for the likes. They say do it for the gram. Hey, Amen. I want to tell you, don't do it for the gram. Going outreaching, talking to sinners, but they're doing it strictly for the gram. They're doing it for the applause. They're doing it for the appraisal of man. Amen. They're, they're not really doing it because they actually care about the individual. I want to tell you, we'd be better off. Nobody ever seen anything you ever do. Amen. But you're doing it for God. You're doing it for God. You're doing it because you love your fellow brother. Hallelujah. Does that mean you don't give 100 bucks? That's not what I'm saying. That's the opposite of what I'm saying. Give 100 bucks. Uh, amen. Does that mean you don't take them out and spend an hour with them? Uh, I think you should take them out and spend an hour with them. Does that not mean you take time and invest in them and teach them the things that you've learned? You should take time and invest in them, teach them what you've learned, what God has given to you. But you're not doing it uh, so that other people can see you. Uh, you're doing it because you want to be genuine. You're not putting on an act. Uh, you're doing it to be generous. And you're doing it with love. I think we ought to clap our hands and stand to our feet and give Jesus some praise. I want to be like Jesus. He didn't put on a show. He didn't put on an act. He did it because he loved us. Imagine for a moment if Jesus on his way to Calvary had a cell phone. Yeah, I'm about to die for him. Give me a like and a subscribe. Now, everybody... You know, different generation, you don't know, you may not get it, but that's all right. But that's this generation, that's what they want to do. They want to be seen doing good, rather than actually being good. God help us to be good, not just be seen being good. Because if you're just doing it when you're seen, as I talked about last week, you'll only do it when you're being seen. If you do it because it's coming from your heart, when you see somebody in need it should stir something in your heart and it should come from that willing place that genuine love paul said in first corinthians 13 that if he generously gave away everything he had including his body to be burned i can't imagine a situation where you have to get your body burned i don't know what ritual he's talking about but he's saying i gave everything i had including my very own body if that's what it took 
and it had not love, it means nothing. Generosity without love means nothing. Generosity for the gram means nothing. Generosity for somebody else's approval means nothing. But generosity, because it's rooted in love, means everything. What is love? Paul put it best in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8 in the ESV. He said, love is patient. What kind of generosity is it? What, hurry up. Just take it and get out of here. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. You know, there's some people, they only want to be generous in a way that they want to be generous. Some people, they only want to give a certain way. They only want to give their money, but they don't want to give their time. But God will call them to give their time. They say, no, I'll just throw a couple hundred bucks at it. That's our modern political society. They just want to throw a couple hundred bucks at it. Throw another, throw another grant, and that will take care of the problem. Let's just, oh, that bad neighborhood? Yeah, yeah, let's just, let's, just, let's just throw another grant. And the money gets spent by corrupt politicians on things that never get into the community. When really what the neighborhood needed is they needed somebody to come in to spend some time. Brother Johnson, you work with troubled teens, young people, juvenile, and I wonder what would happen if more parents spent time with their kids. And what would happen if the church... And we bring in a lot of kids. I want to tell you, they don't just need us to buy them a backpack once a year. You know what they need? They need somebody who says, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you how to fish. Man. we got some great fishers in the house of the Lord. I'm going to teach you how to go shoot a gun, shoot a bow. Be shocked what that one act could do. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable. Or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but it rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all things. Love never fails. It is said there's two types of giving. One-handed giving and open-handed generosity. One-handed giving is when we offer something a bit unwillingly give you a great example you ever had fries and your wife looked at them you already asked if she wants fries and she said no I'm just saying that's how it goes based on a true story <laughs> I made the preacher put it in our vows she wouldn't steal my food and it's the only part of the vow she broke I just she never agreed to that one though and so they're looking at your fries, and, but you really want to eat them. You order them for yourself, and now you're conflicted because sharing is caring, and caring is cool. Yet you are conflicted because you don't want to seem selfish, so you share reluctantly. And they enjoy those fries, and you slightly resent sharing. That's one-handed giving. Contrary to one-handed giving, open-handed or open-hearted generosity is a way of letting go with kindness and gentleness that which has no regret, no feeling of loss associated with it. Open-hearted generosity 
is a boundless generosity that expands and enlightens the heart because it is rooted deeply in love. This kind of generosity does not consider the loss to oneself. In fact, this kind of generosity doesn't even think of oneself. Instead, it thinks of the assistance that is being rendered to the other because they need it. Church, we are called to give and to be generous with the motivation of love. I don't want to do it with a closed hand. Give to the Lord, give to others, and be resistant to it, be reluctant, and resent it. I'd be, I would rather say, God, when you speak to me, when you move on me, God, help me to have the kind of heart that when that time comes, I feel it in my soul, and it's, it's the least that I can do. Two things happen when you give not to be seen. That doesn't mean nobody saw you. But two things happen when you give with the intent, I just do it because it's rooted in love. Number one, God sees what we are doing. As I preached last week, we have an audience of one. He's watching everything. And when we realize that our Father is secretly looking down, we should move with purpose in every little thing that we do. Every action has an equal reaction. Everything we do, it's going to affect something. We need to think, God, what could this one act of generosity affect? Secondly, here's the fun one. He rewards us. Not only does God watch us, but he rewards us. Even though we did some good deeds in secret that nobody knows or maybe only a few people ever saw, our Father sees everything and he rewards us. And I want to help us here today and just ask this question. Isn't God's reward better than anybody else's? I'm done. Isn't the best reward to stand before God and have him say, well done, a good and faithful servant? Now the question comes down, and I asked at the beginning, what reward do you want? Is it the reward of self that says, I, didn't, I wasn't generous. I didn't feel like being generous. I don't want to be generous. It's all about me, 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 me. You got your reward. It was all about you. Is it the one that says, I'll do it for the gram when everybody else is looking? And that's the reward you get. You're noticed by others. Or is it that reward where nobody else may have seen it, nobody else may have noticed that Jesus was watching? I want us to lift up our hands and let's pray. I'm done preaching and teaching. Thank you for your attention. God, I, I believe this is a generous church. Over the last four years, this church has, has be, been more and more generous than they've ever been in, in their time, in their talents, in their treasures. I've seen growth, God, that, that can only be produced by spiritual mechanics and spiritual dynamics. God, I'm so thankful, God, for this group and for this people, Lord. Lord, I pray in a generation that's greedy, that's so full of self, God. I pray that Apostolic Revival Center would always represent the opposite, that we would genuinely, amen, that we would be genuine in our giving, that we would be genuine, God, amen, when we are trying to be generous, God, and that the emotive would always be love. Lord, you've freely given to us in all things, and God, I pray, help us to be in kind, generous in all things. I want to open up this altar. Would you come and pray? Amen. This is something we can all pray about.
This is something we can all pray about. Amen. There's some things, God, maybe there's somebody in your heart, somebody in your mind right now that God has laid them on your heart. And, and, and you, 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 you don't know exactly how to help them. And you don't exactly know what to do. Amen. I want you to come and pray, and God's going to speak to you about it. It could very well just be that they need an hour of your time, and, and, and that's what they really need. And, and God wants you to be generous with that time. I know your time is valuable. It might very well be that, that, that you need to take the talents that God has given to you and use those talents for his kingdom to benefit and bless somebody else. Amen. Don't hide your talent. Don't bury your talent. It very well may be that it's going to take some finances. Amen. Contribute that. Put that towards that individual. Put that towards the kingdom, whatever it is, whether it's the church or the man on the side of the road, take that generosity and say, God, I want to do it with love. Come on, let's pray all across this house in the name of Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. He gave freely. Come on, let's pray all across this building in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray in this place. I want to empty of myself, available to you. So let me be a willing vessel. Be your prayer. I want you to pray in this house all about that, God. I want to be it could be in this moment God's laying somebody on your heart, something on your heart. It could be a ministry. It could be an individual. I want you to pray about it right now and say, God, help me to be generous in that area. anything, Lord, you can use me. I want to empty Come on, if you could use my time, if you could use my talents, if you can use my treasures, God, they're available. 
Pastor, why are you taking time tonight to talk about this? I'm not talking about it because anybody in particular lacks this quality. I'm talking about it because a lot of churches aren't. Just let's just let us just shout on Sunday. If there's people in your in your world that could really use you. We could shout till Jesus comes and we will and our world goes to hell we can say God I want to have a spirit of generosity and I came to this city four years ago before I ever came God gave me a vision not the guy that normally gets vision of several spirits that we would fight one of them was a spirit of greed and it wasn't oh you're going to come face that with the people no that wasn't it it was in the region Little, you know, I didn't realize how many casinos there really were, but it would have been a, uh, a one of those no-no-brainers, right? I prayed and I said, God, I need an answer because if I'm going to come and we're going to confront these things, what's the answer? You got to represent the opposite. And the answer to a society and a state even that is consumed with greed, spiritually speaking. It's going to take a generous church. And I want to tell you, I'm very proud of this church because I've seen the growth in four years. In not just one metric. In time, in talents, and in treasures. I've seen people yield themselves to God. And I want to tell you, in that simple act, may not seem like a whole lot, we are pushing back the darkness. Well, pastor, all I did was just give a little bit of my time. You are fighting the spirits of this city. Don't ever get it twisted. Sometimes the most simple things that we do, the most mechanical things we do, are often the most spiritual things that we can do. And in doing so, we are fighting the spirits of this region. Pastor, why are you talking about all this? For that reason, but also because I see a day. I see a day where ARC is not just impacting ARC. Now, we're impacting more as well, but I'm, I see a day where what we are and what we do will not only be an example to other churches, but we are going to be involved in our community to a level that we have never been involved. I've got a vision. I've got a vision. One day we're going to have a church school. Because our kids right now, they are going through the mess of public school. I believe that one day our church is going to, it's going to have, and it's not, it's not just so we can have a school to say we have a school, but no, it's so we can impact a generation. I believe that this church, amen, through the talents of individuals, there's going to be some of those kids that they're going to learn trades from men and women in this church. I believe with all my heart, 
that we're going to be a church that is going to be able to not only, amen, uh, bless people uh, spiritually, but we're also going to be able to physically bless people. Amen. I believe that there's coming a day where we're going to be able to have a benevolence fund for people that really have a need, and, and they'll, be, they'll go through the proper channels. I do believe there's going to come a day where we're going to be able to have a food pantry that actually, amen, takes care of people in their physical needs. I do believe there's a day coming. Well, Pastor, uh, we, we just need to open up a soup kitchen. We got to do things all in their proper order. But I believe there's coming a day where people are going to put their time, their talents, and their treasures into making sure there's not one person in our city that goes without food, without clothing. I believe there's coming a day where we're going to see people just like you and I. They're going to come into the kingdom because they were in a mess. We had a battered woman's shelter for them. We had a men's home for them. You might think I'm crazy. We're going we're gonna to break into the prisons. Amen. Everybody talks about jail break. We're going to break into the prisons. We're going to get in there with the gospel. We're going to get in there with the one thing that really helps. But how is it going to happen? Pastor, are you going to do it? If I have to be the one to do it, I'll do it all. But I don't think that's going to be the case because God's raising up a church in Carson City, and it's going to be you, and it's going to be me. We're going to do it together. Before you, before you can feed people spiritually, sometimes you do have to feed them physically. Why do you think at least once a month we feed people? Well, you, you don't have a commercial kitchen. We don't even got the Because I refuse to wait for us to have the proper equipment to do something that we can do. I see a day. Call me crazy. I see a day where we'll feed people every single day service now they may not excite you but that excites me because it's the least that I can do it's the least we can do we're going to do it How, what are we going to do pastor we're going to do it right where we are right where you are God's going to put somebody in your world and he's going to lay it on your heart and you're going to be generous of your time your talents and your treasures right where you are and God I promise you this church there are ministries that are waiting on that. Well, Pastor, I'm going to wait for you to give me an approval to do X, Y, and Z. Why don't you just go do it? If you ain't sinning, just go do it. And then we're going to shout you out. Hallelujah. Then, we, then we'll put the stamp of approval, whatever. Then we'll get you whatever you need. But there's people that are waiting on somebody to tell them that they have the authority to be generous with their time, their talents, and their treasures. I want to tell you, as of tonight, you got the authority. Go and be Jesus to the world. Go and love. Go and serve. I think we ought to lift up our hands one more time in the name of Jesus. God, I believe you got a great vision for this church. I believe you're going you're gonna to change this entire city. Amen. You're going to change the entire region, God, and it's going to be using this church. I, I, I don't want to just, uh, amen, go, amen, to church, and that's all it is. But, Lord, I, I want to take what I've learned, and I want to take what we've, we've been taught and what we've been preached to and taught, God, and implement it into our society and implement it on our jobs and implement it in our neighborhoods. God, I believe there's people that are going to, go back to their neighborhood, uh, amen, with their time, their talents, and their treasures, and they're going to find somebody in need, and God, you're going to direct them to what that need is, and God, they're going to supply that need, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, bless your people abundantly in all things, God, uh, freely give uh, so that we can freely be generous in all things. Uh, in Jesus' name, let's give the Lord one big hand clap of praise in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Shake hands, be friendly, love one another. We will see you, amen, on Sunday or sooner. Amen. Come, go and be blessed in the name of Jesus. God bless you.